here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Rob McCarran. Jeffrey, as you may have heard, Jeffrey, I do have a girlfriend now. Jeff Hawkins. Rob McCarran, draft expert, has Sheamus ranked number three on his draft board. Rob, what do you you think WWE needs right now? Well, I think they need an athletic tag team that can really set the crowd on fire for an opening match. That's why I think they're going to draft the Lucha Dragons. Thanks, Rob. Alexa Bliss, what brand would you want to be drafted to? You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarran and Jeff Hawkins. Rob, you sound like a girl, man. Sorry, Jeffrey. I've had one beer and cannot feel my legs. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Shake Them Ropes, episode 141. It is our WrestleMania 32 and NXT TakeOver go-home edition of Shake Them Ropes. Rob McCarron here at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter, joined by Jeff Hawkins at CrapGame13 on Twitter. Jeffrey, as we lay out to the Eva Marie theme music, where there's just drums clashing with other drums and beats that aren't quite going on in line. Uh, quite the appropriate theme music for Miss Eva Marie. What did you think, Jeff, right off the bat, of the return to Raw of Miss Natalie Eva Marie? Well, it was certainly unexpected, um, but yet it was completely in line with what they probably should do if you're having a match revolving around Total Divas. Uh, I just think that they misjudged something that there was a disconnect there because I think their thinking was people are going to cheer Eva Marie because she's joining her castmates from the television show. Oh God. And then what, and then once she's in the ring, then that becomes the reality of the show. And the other divas will be a bit uneasy about her. So wait, and then, we, and, then and then we can decide whether or not we want to turn her heel or oh, have no. her be the savior for whatever storyline purposes we have. But my theory was, cause I've, I've heard now, throughout the Twitterverse and whatnot that, well, she's supposed to be cheered as a face or she's supposed to be a heel or, or what have you. I think within the context of this, she was supposed to be cheered coming out and they didn't expect her to be booed, but she was also supposed to have that uneasy look when she got in the ring. No, they didn't expect her to be cheered at all. You think so? Oh, there, I know so. And I absolutely think so. Um, there is 0% chance that they thought that she was going to be cheered okay, but not, coming not, out. Not like a monster pop. Nope. I'm talking. I'm, they I'm were not, not even... they were expecting this is Eva Marie. They fully well knew that they were going to send Eva Marie out there and they are not going to react well to her, but that's what we want. We want them to not react well to her because, and you can see in the way that they booked the Eva Marie return, she gets in the ring. Paige knows Natalia knows Alicia Fox knows. Everyone in there knows we're the baby faces. This woman is a heel, but she's joining us because she's on the total divas team. And there's going to be some uneasiness there. 
And it would have been four on five. So they're going to accept her because she's a Total Divas cast member. But they didn't necessarily want her. You could see by everyone's reactions. They are the baby. The four of them are baby faces and she was booked as the heel. They did not think she was going to get cheered out here. No, they knew that that. she was not in Brooklyn, New York. I agree with that part of it. I agree with the part of in the ring. The other four divas aren't supposed to trust her because that's the story. My my contention is that at least even if she's not getting booed, I mean, even if she's not getting like monster cheered, you're supposed to be on her side because she's from the television show. No, I don't think so at all. Yeah, no, no, I I get that that's what they could have thought, but they didn't. They were fully expecting her to be booed. Because if you want, because if you wanted her to be booed, you'd send her down in the furs and whatnot. No, no, I'm I I think that that is uh, wholly wrong. I know that Dave Meltzer is out there saying they fully expected her to get cheered, and I can't believe and like and this happens sometimes where he's just flat out wrong, but he's wrong here. She didn't. She was not going out there with the uh, WWE brass, thinking that she was going to be cheered. It just wasn't the case, and that's fine. That's what they wanted. That fits in with this whole thing. So we'll see if there's some type of dissension at the uh, at the WrestleMania match. I mean, we'll see if uh, Eva Marie is going to be up full time here, or if this is strictly a storyline for Total Divas. Because after the fact, this Total Divas 10-person tag, this 10-woman tag, isn't even taking place on the main show. It is relegated to the kickoff show. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they could do really whatever they want. It doesn't actually matter. Um, but I, I thought it was fine. I mean, I see a lot of people out there that, you know, oh my God, Eva Marie, they couldn't have done better. And I'm like, it's not about doing better. It's about doing what the story is. Yeah. I realized, I realized when she came out that it was a TV. I thought it was, you know, for a surprise for mania that you might have a legend there. And I thought that could have been it too. I mean, it could have been Alita. It could have been a Tristratus. It could have been, I mean, I know everyone's you know, calling me crazy for thinking it could have been Alundra blaze, but it's a 10 person tag. All she has to do in there is, you know, one clothesline and she's done. Yeah, I had Lita yeah. for this one. But um, oh, also, I liked Paige Emma better than I liked Charlotte and Becky Lynch. Yeah, because Emma goes in there just ready to kill people and, yeah. you know, hammer her elbow into your face. Yeah, Emma's great. Emma looks like she, you can see even now. I mean, this was her on NXT. Her on NXT was I'm the best woman here. I don't belong here. I belong in the main roster. I'm going to beat up everybody and I'm going to look super intense in the ring. Her intensity is what got her the win. At TakeOver Brooklyn's tapings when they did TV and she accidentally went a little too hard into Becky Lynch and ended up pinning Becky Lynch in the four-way. Her intensity is crazy. And now she's on Raw doing the same thing. Like, now she's mad that I can't believe it took me this long to get back on Raw. And she is out there just being super intense and with Paige, who's already intense as it is. So that's why those, those two meshed so well in NXT is because they both want to go out there and have a physical match. And I'm all for Emma. I'm all for this whole thing. I thought the Eva Marie return was well done. I thought it was pretty transparent how, you know, it's she's a uh, she's kind of a slime ball on this team, this team that really wants to uh, get the win over the other ones. And now they they have this Eva Marie in the crowd uh, with them. And it's a it's a strange dynamic. And dare I say, as much as I like Emma in this role, there is something a little missing without Dana Brooke. Just something little, not, yeah. not too much, but just something a little bit. Even though Dana Brooke is just kind of there as the Emma, you know, as the, as cheering hype, party. As the hype girl, yeah. Yeah, she is. She's the uh, the hype section for Emma. But yeah, you have to keep someone in NXT because if you have even Marie back up and you have uh, Nia Jax who's already out of the title picture until uh, maybe Asuka wins this thing, 
Uh, you got to have some new blood in there. Dana Brooke can get healthy. You got some new women coming up. I mean, it's a it's starting to be a new generation. I mean, if Emma and uh, Bailey, if Bailey goes up after WrestleMania, you don't have Bailey. You don't have Eva Marie. You don't have Emma. You got Dana Brooke, who's still recovering from whatever injury it was that plagued her. Uh, you're going to see more of the Billy K's. You're going to see, uh, you know, maybe even Aaliyah come up and be uh, some type of player. I, I, I really wonder what they're going to do with Aaliyah, because, you know, Aaliyah, obviously, if you watch Breaking uh, Breaking Ground. Right. Um, I Something weird about her right now to where I think they're going to try and redo the whole Bailey thing with her. Huh. I, I wow. think they're going to try to make her the next Bailey. Oh, man. I, I don't think she can pull that off. I don't know if anyone power can. to her. Yeah. I, I just, uh, yeah, you got you got Peyton Royce who can't do that. You got Deanna uh, Billy Perrazzo, King. Deanna Perrazzo might have been able to, but I don't know. If but she's gonna... not on the roster yet. Yeah. She's not on the roster yet. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I just get a weird feeling with, uh, with Aaliyah there. And the fact that she was one of the people focused on on Breaking Ground, you know, they, they knew what they were doing with Breaking Ground. Mm-hmm. They knew they had to focus not just who's current, but also... You know, when all these guys go up to the main roster and we have to do something next season and have a season two, these are the names we're going to focus on. And, you know, you have Tino Sabatelli, you have you have uh, Aaliyah there. I just worry that they're going to try to make her the next Bailey. But um, overall, this 10 Divas tag, while it's not the most significant match of the weekend by any means, I thought the MO return was well done and she was getting a lot of undue flack because, you know, people were. They were just hindering, uh, you know, her return based on this fact that I can't believe they brought her back as a babyface, and that's just not what happened. They did not bring her back as a babyface. Eva Marie, you mean? Yeah. Who yeah, you said Emma. You said Emma. Sorry, Emma. Well, they didn't bring her <laughs> back as a babyface either. But yeah, no. Eva Marie. <laughs> Eva Marie is not being brought up as a as a babyface. So if you were one of those people, and there's nothing wrong with it because she was on the face side, so it's it could be easily misconstrued misconstrued as a uh, face return. Uh, calm down. It's okay. But rest assured, she was not being brought up as a baby face. So, uh, that she's just on the baby face side. And sometimes that happens. Sometimes you don't have five heels versus five baby faces. It happens in survivor series matches sometimes too. Uh, you know, you just have someone who's against another person on the other side, but also at the same time aligned with you in some way. And these all, these girls were all aligned as total divas. So that is one of your matches happening on the kickoff show. Are we getting uh, picks or no? We're going to do our. Uh, we're going to go through WrestleMania 32, and then afterwards we're going to go through NXT Takeover Dallas, the two big events. I put up a poll at Shake Them Ropes uh, over the weekend. Uh, I put up a poll about what was the one show that most people were looking forward to. I included non WWE events on the weekend. I included the Hall of Fame, and far and away, people are excited about this NXT Takeover Dallas show. Um, is that? I mean, you're going to be there, Jeff. Is that the show you're most looking forward to, or is there something else you really have your eye on? I'm I'm really most excited for NXT. I, I I loved last year's NXT. It was worth the drive up, even though I didn't stay for Mania. And I'm kind of glad I didn't stay for Mania because a, a lot of people enjoyed it a lot more than I did. Yeah. But no, that NXT show is is uh, heads and shoulders above everything else I, I want to do when I'm in Dallas. Yeah, it's going to be, I mean, hyped. I mean, you talk about Shinsuke Nakamura showing up and that building is going to go absolutely insane. Oh, yeah. You would have never thought that 6,000 people in Dallas, Texas would have been so hyped about Shinsuke Nakamura. And I think... You know, in addition to that, there is a chance that Bailey Asuka may steal the entire weekend. There's a chance. Not much, but there's a slight chance. Oh, there's a big chance, too. Yeah, people love Bailey and people love Asuka. Uh, you know, I love Asuka. You know, Asuka and Emma happened again on this week's NXT. I was super excited. Um, there's a lot of matches. Almost every match on that show 
the tag team match, American oh, Alpha, yeah. the Revival. There's a lot of matches that are going to go out there and try and steal the show. Uh, so that's a that's a big one we're going to talk about. We're going to go into this WrestleMania 32. We may as well start with the kickoff show. There's three matches on this kickoff show. Eleven right. matches total announced. Mm-hmm. Um, now the big one is the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal has seemingly been taken off of the USA kickoff show. Oh it, no! What will he do? It, well, it seemingly looks like it's been added because now all of the references to the kickoff show on WWE.com for that match are removed. And if you look at the USA press release, it no longer lists the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royals taking place on the kickoff show. So um, it may still happen on the kickoff show, but there's no evidence right now that tells me that it is for sure happening on the kickoff show. Uh, So that might be on the main show now. And maybe that has something to do with who they plan to win that match. Maybe it has to do with the the quality of the matches that are now on the kickoff show. Uh, So we're going to start with the kickoff matches. The one we know for sure is going to be on there. The Usos and the Dudley Boys. Uh, Straight up tag team match right now. No tag team tables match. Uh, I actually ponder that this could be the end of Devon Dudley in WWE. And maybe Bubba breaks off as a single or maybe they're both done or maybe it's nothing. What do you think? I think that's a strong possibility. Uh, Especially given that we kind of got a glimpse of Bully Ray on Raw this past Monday night. Yeah, what are you going to do about it? Come over here. What are you going to do? Yeah, very, very playing up a lot more of his Brooklyn-esque. <laughs> I love that Roman Reigns was almost played for a fool again. I I could have sworn that Bubba would call him. Yeah, what are you going to do? What are you going to do over here? And of course, behind the wall is Devon Dudley to right. attack him. But no, you know, Devon Dudley, a a good man, just goes face to face with Roman Reigns, doesn't try to sneak behind him. Uh, no, that would be left for Triple H. Um, I thought it was funny that, you know, the Dudley boys here are the ones helping Triple H because they're like so thankful that Triple H got them out of TNA purgatory. They're like, yeah, if, uh, if you need one, Hunter, we'll we'll help you out one day. And Hunter made the call like, hey, can you help me on this raw beat up Roman Reigns? And they're like, sure, bro. I think Devon's going through a table here. Yeah. Uh, I think I think that teased splash spot is going to happen. Man, it's going to be Devon going through. Yeah, kind of almost have to. Yeah, you have to let the Usos put uh, one of the deadlies to the table and Devon makes the most sense. Uh, I could see this being the break off for Bubba Ray, possibly the end to uh, both of them here at WrestleMania. But I would say the Usos win. You have the Usos winning. We move on to, uh, well, we should get this uh, 10 Diva tag out of the way as far as uh, who we think is going to win, because this could be the so long to Brie Bella, but it also got the Eva Marie dynamic in there. Um, I would say it's 50-50 right now. I will go with the Total Divas team winning just for the Total Divas television show and the fact that Brie Bella is leaving. Uh, but there is something to be said for Lana leading her team to victory as well. There is. It all hinges on whether or not you think Eva Marie turns here or she helps save the day here. And I think they're going to go with the happy ending because I think there may be a turn somewhere later in the show of some variety and I don't think they'd want to waste that in the pre-show but they've done that before so but I do think that the total divas win here and and night. it's strange too if you have uh, Eva Marie on the heel side coming up here when Brie Bella is leaving so now you have a large quantity of heel divas and you got Paige Natalia and Alicia Fox Alicia Fox by the way who's just a new baby face basically uh, there's a lot of heels and not so much on the babyface side. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think if you're going to do this, Lana got, Lana got that kick in on Ron. Yeah, she did. I, I think that Lana is going to be the one they kind of focus on here, but I could see Brie Bella getting the, uh, good send off. I can see the total divas being victorious. 
I could also see them losing, and this causes some uh, some tension on the Total Divas uh, TV show. Like, yeah. I'm almost talking myself into a bad and blonde, which is quite, I, the, quite the name, by the way. I, that's a rib on Rana. Has to be. <laughs> um, no, I almost talked myself into that, too, for, for, te- for the same reason, for television. Oh, it'll, it'll bring up the drama. Oh, it was the biggest stage, and then Eva Marie blew it, and then we have to have well, not even, six weeks of yeah. Not even Eva Marie blowing it, but Eva Marie purposefully losing it for the team. Because right. then on Total Divas, there you have your exit for Brie Bella. Like they can have the exit for Brie. You know, I can't trust any of these girls. I have to leave. I'm going to start my family, blah, blah, blah. And then you have has Eva Marie been, being a bad girl. Has it been renewed? Oh, I would not uh, be surprised. I think so. I think. Okay. And if it hasn't, does. I think it's coming back. I mean, they seem to d- be doing pretty well. And I think, well, there's also the possibility that they spin it off for the Bellas, so that yeah. that would make a nice, happy ending for them to spin it off on. Too. The Bellas could have their own TV show. That's right. If they're going to be out of the ring, because it came out today, you know, Ryan Satin, ProWrestlingSheet.com, uh, came out with the news that Nikki Bella is not going to be allowed back in the ring. Uh, her career is over also because of her neck injury. So uh, both of the Bellas are gone. You know what? Even Marie could turn and then Nikki Bella could come down and, and say, well, I, I think that's, that was part of the news story too. Cause Nikki Bella was supposed to be on raw right. and, you know, in the, you know, helping her sister Brie, but they kept her off of raw because due to her injury, they're worried that right now in the, uh, in the phase she's in in her rehab, cause it's so close to the surgery that any even, you know, wrong bump or, uh, anything at all that could go wrong in that ring could really damage her neck and damage the surgery that was done. So they're going to keep her out of it. She's probably not even going to show up at mania. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. I'll so, still go with the divas winning. Though. Yeah. Just I'm going to, I'm, I'm talking myself pretty much into this bad and blonde team winning. So I'm, I'm, I'm unsure right now. I'd say it's 50, 50, uh, the final match on the uh, kickoff show, Callisto and Ryback for the U S championship, a match that I think is going to, uh, dare I say, blow away expectations. Cause expectations I think are so low, uh, I think this one could be a sleeper. You know, Callisto's going to give his best. It's his first singles match here at WrestleMania. The Ryback is a pretty motivated guy. He's going to give his best, which may not be that great, but still, he's going to give his best. And I think they're going to surprise some people. I think Callisto will get the win and retain the U.S. title as he goes forward. Uh, what say you on Ryback and Callisto? You know what? I was thinking this is going to be the Andre Memorial here. So I'm going to go back and I'm going to say, yeah, bad and blonde's going to win that. And then Kalisto wins this. Cause they're not going to have all three face teams win all three matches on the pre-show. Right. Yeah. I, I, I just, we, we keep talking ourselves into this ag- bad and blonde win. And I think it's, yeah. it might be the right move. I do not agree with you that, that this will surprise anybody. I you think, think it's the, just going to be shit. I think, I don't think it's going to be utter crap, but I think it's going to be what you expect it to be. It's going to be Ryback beating up, Kalisto for a while, laughing, getting cocky, and then Kalisto plays his hits. He does his, you know, corkscrew plancha and, you know, gets the Selena Del Sol and wins. Yeah, this, uh, if you do these three matches on the kickoff show, the kickoff show, by the way, that's two hours. Good Lord. I know, it's super long. Callisto uh, and Ryback, if that is the main event of the USA show, I think that pretty much signifies that Callisto's winning because you want to send people onto the network to get enthused to about happen. buying the show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I would say Callisto getting the win there. Uh, opening up WrestleMania 32, we go to the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which at this point looks like it will be on the true WrestleMania show. Uh, Big Show and Kane, like normal, Big Show and Kane are the ones who are being focused on. They're the Giants. This is what WWE does in Battle Royals. They focus on the Giants, and then someone else wins. Unlike last year, where Big Show finally did win. Uh, I don't see Big Show and Kane winning here. The question is... 
are the Wyatts purposefully being kept away from the build up to this match because one of them is scheduled to be the winner? Or is it going to be a true surprise? I mean, what do you think is going to play out here in the Battle Royal? I honestly don't know because this Battle Royal doesn't mean anything. And usually they tip their hand at some point. Like they were, they tipped it to Cesaro before he won it. They tipped it towards the big show kind of before he won it. See, I, 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 I would take. I don't know. I, I don't even think the Wyatts are in this because I think there is a chance that they're going to be involved later in the card, unfortunately. Well, I still could see them being involved later in the card. I think you did not have 20 guys in the ring for that little hubbub yesterday on Raw. Is there uh, an NXT possibility? I think that you're going to see an NXT. I think you're going to see someone in NXT. Uh, you know, not as a, not as a big deal, but I think you will see one person from NXT. I don't know, you know, who that would be, uh, but, uh, you'll see someone there. I just, I think it's going to be Bray Wyatt. I think Bray Wyatt is going to be the one to come out here and win because to me, I'm noticing that they've been kept keeping them out of the build for this battle Royal and there's nothing else for them to do directly. They can still get involved somewhere later and be in this battle Royal. Uh, so I'm expecting Bray Wyatt to win. Um, I would almost put him at 80% to win. And the other 20% would be on an unknown because I don't think Braun Strowman's going to win. I don't think Big Show and Kane are going to win. Uh, so unless they bring up someone from NXT who's expected to be a big deal, unless Baron Corbin comes up and wins the match, uh, I I think it's going to be Bray Wyatt. So Bray Wyatt is my winner for uh, for this one. And who did you pick? Who Do you... Do you have, have a pick? Yet, I have not yet picked. Um, and you don't, you're not going to make I, one, I, huh? I kind of agree with you. I kind of agree that it might be Bray. Uh, the other three possibilities I have, uh, if it's not Bray, uh, Titus O'Neil in a surprise return. Oh, sure. Um, yep. Baron Corbin was also my choice, or Samoa Joe. I think they could possibly give the rub to either Baron Corbin or Samoa Joe in this match because there's a bunch of nobodies in this right now if they keep the Wyatt family out. But if any member of the Wyatt family is in there, it's Bray. I will go out on a limb and do what no one should ever do, and that's trust WWE in their word that Titus O'Neil won't be on the show. I hope he is. Yeah. Because it's crazy that he's not. I don't think he is either. Okay. Um, Yeah. If Bray Wyatt's in, sure. If not, maybe even Darren Young. (laughs) But, uh, you know, let's go with Bray Wyatt. He's easy money. Yeah, I will. Uh, I just don't. I don't know if they're going to do that. I just don't know uh, if they're going to give it to. Uh, if they're going to let Titus O'Neil back, I don't. I mean, I really think that he should have been on the show. The guy's been there for a couple of years now. The guy's one of the. Uh, he's a workhorse in a way. He goes out on the road. He does all the superstars matches and whatnot. They should have given him the chance, but they didn't. It's uh, this is his big public relations week that he could be out there doing stuff. Yeah. So if he if you see him in any public relations events then that would be a hint. It, it really is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. It really is unfortunate that he's not going to be a part of this. But he's not. So what are you going to do? Uh, we continue on. And let's do this. Uh, AJ Styles, Chris Jericho. AJ Styles, Chris Jericho. Uh, when Chris Jericho finally accepted the match on Raw, I thought he was building up to adding a stipulation to the match, but it didn't quite come. And he's doing, you know, I thought for a while this would be a loser leaves town match. And Chris Jericho was still playing up the idea that I'm going to make this your last WrestleMania. Uh, AJ Styles has a match on SmackDown that was taped during the uh, the Raw tapings on Monday. So he does wrestle on SmackDown. They very well could add a stipulation, but we won't know that until Wednesday night when it airs in Canada. So 
will go as if there's not going to be a stipulation added, which boggles my mind because why are they just doing another match? You know, AJ Styles wants to work WrestleMania. Kind of, that's kind of the story. And Chris Jericho is the, an opponent. And that's kind of it. But AJ Styles, there's no way I can see him losing this match. I've almost talked myself into the fact that no. he might lose this match. No. I have. I've been thinking. This is the match I've been sitting down going, you know, everything says you put AJ over here. No. Everything says you put AJ over here, which is exactly why they'd go, nope, <laughs> because I don't think they see anything in this guy. I really don't. I think they got him just to get him and that there's a chance he may lose here, much like Sting. This is the Sting spot for me where everything tells you Sting should go over, but he's not their guy and Jericho is. So I'm going to say Jericho wins. But do you really just put Chris, even if you don't see anything in the guy, you put Chris Jericho over AJ Styles just because? Not Chris clean. Jericho lost to Fandango at WrestleMania. Not clean necessarily. Okay. You, you get, and then, oh, well, we'll give AJ his win back at, at payback or whatever, as if that's some sort of consolation. That, you know, everything makes it all okay. It makes it all okay. Chris Jericho. Everything's telling me Chris Jericho. Yeah. I mean, should not win here, but I think they're going to go with that just because it's the dumbest thing you can possibly do. How's that for stupid reasoning? No, it's not. I don't think it's stupid reasoning. I mean, they do surprises like this. I mean, Kane beating Randy Orton, you know, Randy Orton beating Seth Rollins, I think was a minor surprise. They do this sometimes. They just have, uh, you think it's going to go one way and then we're going to go a different way. I don't necessarily think Chris Jericho or AJ really care if they win or lose. AJ just wants the experience of being on WrestleMania. You know, Chris Jericho obviously is not afraid of losing matches. So whatever they do, it's the decision of, uh, it's the decision of Vince. And it's, that's the problem. That, that to me is the problem is that AJ wouldn't, wouldn't be angry if they came to him and go, do you mind losing at WrestleMania? <laughs> I don't think he's that protective of his character. I'm a little bit surprised of how much they've let AJ talk lately. Wasn't all that much. Yeah, but still, they're giving the mic, you know, quite a bit. I mean, they're having them say the same things over and over. You know, the Y2 jackass, which comes off a little silly. But uh, they've been doing some uh, some mic work with AJ. Uh, well, let's see what we got left on the uh, docket here. Quite a bit. There's so many matches on the show. The New Day versus the League of Nations. Three on four. Handicap match. Not for the tag titles. So you got three on four here. We saw the coach come out in what could have been a precursor. Now I'm thinking more about it. Could have been a precursor to WrestleMania. The coach coming out and kind of doing the dance with the New Day. Could we also see on Sunday after a New Day victory, Monsieur Rock come out and dance with the New Day? Very possible. In fact, I'd say probable. Or, you know, I've seen it as somebody as high as the Rock or somebody as low as the Godfather. Oh yeah. Coming out to help. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, just some, or even my favorite conspiracy theory, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I don't think it will be. I don't think it will be, but I could, oh, I could see in Vince's bubble thinking that that would be a good idea. But, uh, I think it's probably going to be the rock. I think he's probably going to save the day and then they're just going to dance. Okay. The, the rock is going to save the day. Yeah. Rock. Yeah. Rock. So you don't you don't give uh, the League of Nations any chance here. I don't give them a chance to win. No, I think this is a new day win right here. 
Um, I don't care if it's three on four. I, you know, the rock could even come out during the match and kind of even up the sides a little bit. Um, I don't know if they'll do that, but, uh, yeah, I, I see the new day winning. I just don't think that, uh, that they have a purpose for losing here and what's left for the league of nations. Like still two months later, I'm shocked they're even together anymore. I am shocked they're together. Intercontinental championship, seven men, no Neville, sadly, because of his injury. Kevin Owens defense against Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, Zack Ryder, Sin Cara, The Miz, and Stardust. Uh, we talked about the end of Devon Dudley. I think this is the end of Stardust here tonight on uh, or on WrestleMania 32. I think uh, Stardust is done after this show. I think Kevin Owens retains the championship, and they do Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn on one of these pay-per-views coming up in May as a singles match. But yeah, I, I have Kevin Owens retaining the title here. I have a 90% chance that Kevin Owens also retains here. I think that's the smartest move to make here. The only other reason I could see someone else winning is just to have Owens, have Zane ruin Owens chance of repeating and then using that as a feud and getting them away from the intercontinental belt. And then having a second story for whoever gets the belt, like say, you know what? That other 10% for me, Zack Ryder. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I think they, there would be a small chance they give it to him. But I do think Owens is going to win here. Yeah, Kevin Owens to me, winning the ladder match, there's just so much invested in the Sami Zayn-Kevin Owens program if they want to do it on the main roster. And they've alluded to the feud already. It's not like Sami Zayn came up and was just put in this match and they didn't reference the past between those two guys. I think it would be a mistake if you don't go into May with those two guys feuding with each other. And, th- and for the same reason as, you know, I, I think Sami Zayn might have a chance to win this match. Like, it doesn't really matter, uh, or I should say, no matter who the champion is between Owens and Zayn. The point is they should be in a program together going into uh, into May. So let's one do, of those two are going to win. Yeah, let's do a prop bet. Do any of the seven get really injured during this match? I don't want to bet on injuries, man. Just a number. No. That okay. no. I'm not gonna bet on injuries. And first of all, is it likely? Sure. I mean, look at how many injuries have happened in the last year. Right, especially in the latter match. Yeah. I mean Dolph Ziggler's always in there, but Dolph Ziggler seems to never get hurt too bad. So I mean, go figure. I'm hoping for no injuries in this match. I am no, I'm hoping for no injuries. I was just asking what you thought. <laughs> I think that's I think that's bad taste to start okay. betting on what's the over under. How many of these guys are gonna tear up a knee? How many of these guys are going to get impaled on the way down to the floor? I just asked injury. Yeah, I know you did. Mm-hmm. Bad you. Bad you. Okay. Charlotte, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks for the Divas Championship. A uh, a title that it looks like might be remade into the Women's Championship on the next night, which tells me that someone new is winning this match. Whether it's Sasha, whether it's Becky, Charlotte may not be the champion leaving this night. The question, though, Jeff is who does win? Is it Becky or is it Sasha Banks? As I noted in in my Raw review this week, this build uh, made it interesting because they did the unexpected here, usually in a triple threat for the title match, especially in a certain style of booking. You'll either have everybody pin each other or you'll have one contender beat the champ and then you'll have the other contender beat the champ. That didn't happen. Becky Lynch has not won yet. Right. In, any, in any of these one-on-one matches, which gives you the thought that maybe she wins here. But I don't think that happens. I think there's too much 
going on in the WWE between Ric Flair being there between Arn Anderson and Dean Malenko and Michael Hayes being backstage where they don't give Charlotte a quote unquote WrestleMania moment with a title win. So I think Charlotte retains. I think she rechristens it the women's belt the next night because she has beaten all the quote unquote divas. And then they bring up Bailey as her first feud. Yeah, no, that, that could certainly uh, take place. I'm going to go with uh, Sasha Banks winning. Okay. And I can still see uh, Bailey coming up. Um, and I can too. I, I, I see Bailey coming up on that Monday because whether it's Charlotte, whether it's Sasha, she can do that with either of those two. Now, that is the reason why I don't see Becky Lynch winning. I don't see Becky Lynch winning because she's kind of just the third in this program to me. I She's she's an also ran to me in a, in a ways that like she's just happy to be there. And, you know, her character hasn't won anything to really deserve to be there. She's just involved in it. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Charlotte would be the next likely contender to win. I just don't see much of a chance to Becky. I love Becky. She's great. I love all three of them, and I would be happy for any of those three. And I hope this match blows away everybody off off their seats. I really do. And I'd love Sasha to win here, but I, I just can't see in Charlotte's first WrestleMania them going, now nah, you're gonna you're gonna lay down here. Shane McMahon and The Undertaker, Jeff, is a match <laughs> that is happening in 2016. It is happening. Hell in a cell. If Shane wins, he will get control of Raw. And if Shane wins, the Undertaker is gone from WrestleMania. So a lot on the plate if Shane McMahon wins. Undertaker Shane, that was a crazy segment they had to kick off Raw last night. Wow. Yeah, what do you say for the next say for the next for the for the match? If if he's coming off the turnbuckle, they didn't tease it. They so someone has to go off the top of the cage or off the top of the Jerry Tron or or off the top of the moon, or something to that effect, because you have to top that now. Yeah, you want someone to come off of the, the yeah, Jerry World, the Jerotron, <laughs> the big giant screen at the middle of the uh, stadium up on the roof. Yeah, sure. Shane McMahon, do your... That ain't gonna be Undertaker. No, Shane, do your big elbow drop from that big old video screen you see up there. Why not? Just do it. You know, Shane, if you did this for me, I'd love you. Okay, Dad. Shane, I love Stephanie more, but you know what? You might get yourself close to second place if you do this. Um, yeah, Shane, and they did a, a big segment. I mean, it was funny because, you know, you have Shane McMahon doing his big traditional spot. I mean, that's the spot you know Shane McMahon for. The off of the top turnbuckle all the way to the top of the announce table on Undertaker now, they didn't give away the whole match, and yes, you're right. They have to do something bigger now, it seems, at Hell in a Cell here at WrestleMania. Uh, but you do that spot, and then you're like, okay, we gave you this as a fun little teaser to the match. But pretend it didn't happen, because The Undertaker's just going to get right back up, and we're back to a stare down. Oh, I thought you had more. <laughs> well, WWE better have more, right? Because oh, yeah. they, they gave the big spot that you would... And, and I guess you can say that they couldn't do that spot. If they're in Hell in a Cell, it's not like that spot could have actually happened in the match. So you might as well give it away on Raw because you're not going to see right. it at WrestleMania. No, that's true. I, I don't know, though. I, I guess I guess the question is, how do you storyline this? Do you storyline this that someone else comes out and helps Shane? Well, no, the question is who wins. The question is who wins. Oh, Shane wins. Shane wins. Every day, twice on Sunday. All right. So there's, you no have... way Shane, there's no way Shane doesn't win. 
The question is, how does he win? There is no so way. Jeff Hawkins saying there is no way that Shane McMahon does not win. I don't know if there's no way that Shane doesn't win because yeah. there is there is this. You're right. If That's they big. truly did just bring Shane back for this one match because there were so many injuries, they didn't have John Cena, and they just needed something big for The Undertaker for this one night, then The Undertaker wins. If if they weren't doing this because they had plans for the the show for for Raw going into the months into the summer, or they had plans for actually Shane McMahon to come back and actually be a part of the show, then all of this culminates at WrestleMania. The Undertaker wins, and then he goes away, and Shane goes away, and nothing changes. You know yeah. that that's the way you do that. Uh, but all of this going on, and you know Shane coming back, Shane being in phenomenal shape. I mean, if you this guy lifted his shirt, I, I would be shocked. If Shane McMahon doesn't do what Vince did and wrestle in like jeans and shirtless. In fact, new question, not How who wins. So no, like stop weeks. talking, Jeff. You're just giving Celia and less more ammo. That's what you're doing. But I have a question for you, Jeffrey. This is the most important question of the night. Does Shane wrestle shirtless? Really? Does he go to the traditional Shane look of the black wind suit? Baseball jersey. Baseball. Oh, that's right. He did do the baseball jersey too, didn't he? The Shane O'Mac baseball jersey. I don't think he's cut enough to. Dude, did you see the picture? No, I saw it. I just don't think he, you know, he he's cut, but he's not ripped. All right. That that's some picture floating around of Shane McMahon being all juiced up. Not necessarily yeah. juiced up. I don't want to say that. Oh, I will. Okay. <laughs> you say juiced up. Huh? You say juiced up. I, that's fine. I, I I think I think Shane and Steph have been seeing a nutritionist of some sort. They've been seeing nutritionists, yes. Yeah, they've been seeing nutritionists and their uh their midnight gym sessions. Okay, so we we agree that Shane wins, correct? I think or, I'm I think I'm going with Shane and you know what? Honestly, it was because of the stipulation about being Undertaker's last WrestleMania. Now, let me ask you the question. How yeah. does Shane get there? Does Shane have agents there cuz we know in this match at some point Shane's going to get killed. Yes. And we also know in this match at some point Vince is going to get killed. This is this is absolutely Triple H and Sting from last year. Yes. So, do we bring out other people? Does Vince and do Vince and Shane have a plan to get rid of the Undertaker, and that somehow Shane has convinced him? Yes, we need new blood, and that means getting rid of you, Undertaker. Well, is this where you're thinking that the Wyatt family is going to come in? I think it's a possibility. Because keep in mind, they did this already at at uh, Survivor Series. I think it was right. They did the Undertaker with the Wyatt family, so they've already been there, kind of. Could this be possibly where Shane brings a group in, a group by the name of the Balor Club? Mm, you know what? I'm. I think they want to keep Shane. I think they want to keep Shane a face. I don't think they want another evil authority here. Would the Balor Club be heels? Anybody who gets ends up helping him get rid of Undertaker is going to end up getting healed on by this crowd. So I think it may be much more simple. I think there might be something left over from the street fight, because I think they're going to do the street fight first, uh-huh. that Shane might be able to get his hands on. Yeah, I could see if you're going to do something at WrestleMania and not wait for the Raw after WrestleMania, 
I can see someone like the Balor Club coming in, you know, somewhere. Because if, if Shane's idea is he's going to take over Raw and usher in the new era of Raw and he wins this match, then in theory, he would have his new faces of Raw show up to help him out at WrestleMania. Correct. And that's why I think that it could be a Balor Club. It could be someone else. It could be Baron Corbin, for all I know. Uh, there could be even other surprises. I don't think you're going to see the Mean Street Posse. I don't think you're going to see X-Pac. Um, but uh, someone is going to help him on his side. Now, this could all be for not because the Undertaker winning still to me makes the most sense. I just think that they're going to go with Shane. I think that this angle has uh, done pretty well for them to the point where it could have been the main event of the show and maybe should be. But I, I do you think after after the final Raw now, because we've been talking about it for the last couple of weeks, you know, gauging our our feel of this match right now, should it be the main event of the show? Uh, no, after I, after last night where they did two segments with the authority no that's what the weird thing is is raw the way they made it made me think that it's not supposed to be the main event yeah i don't think it's going to be i don't think so either i i want to know if it should be uh if if shane's winning probably yeah yeah. Cause there's no, I mean, it also depends what they're going to do in the heavyweight title match. I tell you, I, I think you're right. It's just so weird. It's so weird. You're right. Cause this world heavyweight championship match is, uh, you are right there. It's weirdness to it. And because we have last year as a guide now that they are crazy enough to do a cash in during the main event of WrestleMania, all bets are off. We have no idea what they're going to do We've here skipped. at WrestleMania. It's craziness. Oh. Uh, one match you, uh, you referenced it. It is the no holds barred street fight with weapons. Dean Ambrose, Brock Lesnar, uh, Brock Lesnar has his little Singapore cane and Dean Ambrose has a wagon full of weapons that he's going to bring with him and play with prop comic. Dean He is the prop again. comic. Or, well, now this time he's not a prop comic. He's a prop dramatic artist. <laughs> Did you see the look on his face? He's like, oh, I can't wait for Sunday. I'm not going to touch this guy now. I'm going to collect weapons now. I have a plan. One, collect weapons. Two, rest. Three, fight Brock Lesnar. I just have my little red wagon here. Just going to go around the ring. Oh, not doing anything. Just picking up a tarp. Oh, look what's here. Everything that you do to put together a ring, like a barbed wire baseball bat and a chainsaw. Don't mind me, Mr. Brock. I'm going to go back home. La, 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 la. Yeah, Dean's get Dean, Dean's dying here, isn't he? <laughs> he's he's, he's, he's going to get suplexed a lot, and he's going to get the crap beat out of him. Eat, sleep, collect a various amount of weapons of all different sizes and shapes. Repeat. That is oh, yeah. that is the Dean Ambrose game plan going in. Um, yeah, I think Brock's winning. Do you? Okay, oh, I, I think there's a zero chance that Dean Ambrose wins this match. Yeah, I think I think Brock's winning this one. Um, it could be it could be a similar situation to Triple H, where Brock Lesnar, you know, is really strong, but then Dean Ambrose does use some kind of weapon to kind of trap Brock, and he ends up getting the win. I, I wouldn't say that there's a zero percent chance that Dean Ambrose wins, but I think the scale is heavily more in favor of Brock Lesnar right now because Dean Ambrose is is a guy that is going to remain strong through almost anything. This is a guy who didn't win a match on pay per view for a year. This is a guy that lost his feuds to Bray Wyatt, uh, can't beat Roman Reigns, and he lost, uh, what was the other feud he lost? Um, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, he lost that program. Kevin Owens. 
Kevin Owens. This is a guy that loses everything and still has people cheering for him. So this is going to be another loss. It's going to be a loss to Brock Lesnar. Uh, So I have Brock Lesnar winning. And then we continue on to, uh, I think we only have the one match left. Jeff Hawkins, the main event of the show, Triple H, Roman Reigns. I asked you last night on VOW Live. I asked you to think of a way after what we had last year to end WrestleMania. If they don't think Roman Reigns is the guy, and we have a a Twitter comment on our Twitter feed, uh, El Plethora on Twitter says, I don't have a question for the show, but please admit that Roman is the guy. Thanks. Hugs and kisses. Uh, this is going to be the night where we find out if Roman is the guy, if they really believe in him, or if they want to uh, screw him over like they did last year. Yeah, now what's your question? My question is, will they screw him over like last year? And if so, how? (laughs) Any way that doesn't... I I think they're damned if they do, and they're damned if they don't. I really do. I think they they have painted themselves into a corner here, because if you do the straight ahead, Roman conquers triple h i think that crowd's gonna crap on it but i think it's the only way to go here because any other way they're gonna hate roman even more you can't get more sympathy if they do something like the the wyatts come out and say anyone but you roman and he conquers them and triple h it's not gonna work if triple if stephanie turns on triple h it's not gonna get roman over as a heel if Dean comes out and finally turns on Roman to help out, that's not going to help. The only way to do this is a straight-ahead match where Roman wins. But even that's not going to work. I think he's the guy in their minds. I just don't think it's going to work. And I think I think they're going to overthink it. I think they're going to overthink it somehow here. I don't know how, but this is the one where they're really going to overthink it. And what chance do you give that Triple H retains here? I give 0% that Triple H retains. Okay. I Well, maybe 0.1. There, You're saying there's a chance. There's a chance that Triple H can retain. You know, we don't have a Money in the Bank winner. It's not going to be as easy as they can uh, do it last year. I think you have to close that show with Roman Reigns winning the match. I agree. And the only out you could say they have is if he turns heel. Wow. Okay. I, mean, I can see that. I can make any excuse now. Now, who's who's backing him, or is he just a lone wolf that's a heel? I I I don't know if they would do some type of double turn where Triple H is fighting so valiantly and he's kind of getting the cheers of the crowd. Like this is Hogan Rock all over again, where you know people want to see Triple H win, so he's the de facto babyface. So after the show, he's a babyface, and then you have Roman Reigns there because think about it. This kind of plays into the Shane McMahon and Undertaker match too. If Shane wins, the authority is out. Mm-hmm. So Triple H can become that baby face. For SmackDown. Or he can run SmackDown. I don't see that happening. Okay. But I can see him a baby face on Raw fighting the new authority of Shane McMahon. It's the same thing over and over if they go this way, where oh, you I still can't. have this authority figure. It's just not the same person. And now so Triple like- H is the baby face fighting against it. So you have basically the McMahon family against Triple H in some way. Yeah, the McMahon family against Triple H and maybe the outsider. Well, oh, maybe geez. the McMahons, you know, find someone to fight for them. Maybe Roman Reigns is Shane's guy, you know, after the fact. And so now the McMahons have to find someone to fight for them. And who is that person going to be? 
You know, maybe it is Dean Ambrose. Maybe it is, uh, I don't even know who else it could be on this roster right now with everyone being hurt. And then at SummerSlam time, boom, Seth Rollins comes back. He was Triple H's guy all along, and now they're all baby faces. Mm, yeah, I could see that. I, I just, I think they're going to coronate Roman as a, as a top baby face here. Yeah, and that certainly could be. But, you know, I, I still, there's hope there, right, that, if they want to get the best out of Roman Reigns, I think they have to do it as a, as a heel. It's the same thing that The Rock went through. You have to go that route before you can be the super over babyface. And Roman Reigns is not John Cena here. It's not like they're going to lose a ton of merchandise if Roman Reigns goes heel. If so, you heal him, I, I just don't see them turning Shane. I really hope they don't, but yeah. I could see it. But at, at the same time, if you're going to heal, if you're going to heal Roman, Steph's the way to go. WrestleMania, it's an interesting show because there are some things on the line. There's some good matches on the card. There's Jericho, AJ Styles. There's the Intercontinental uh, seven-way match. Um, There's obviously Ryback and Callisto. Some big matches on this show. Some important matches. We're going to get to NXT TakeOver Dallas. I want to remind everyone, Jeff, you were a guest last night on VOW Live you are going to be in Dallas for all of WrestleMania weekend's events, so you will be our live correspondent. We are going to be doing, I will be hosting three different live streams on the VOW YouTube channel over the course of the weekend. We'll be live right after NXT TakeOver. We'll be live right after uh, WrestleMania 32. And we'll be live on Monday after the WWE Raw after WrestleMania, usually the biggest and most uh, crazy Raw of the year for the last uh, several years so far, but we will be live. So if you have not already subscribed to the uh, voices of wrestling, YouTube do so voices of wrestling.com slash YouTube, go subscribe to the page. All of the, up to, uh, all of the upcoming uh, live streams are right there on the front page of our YouTube channel. So you can uh, save them, get ready for them, bookmark, join us when they are live. They give you the exact time that we'll start. So we're going to be there live after all of those shows. On Friday night show, I will be joined by Rich Krejci of the Voices of Wrestling podcast. On Sunday, Joe Lanza will be on for the whole show. Uh, he is, he of course, also from the Voices of Wrestling podcast. On Monday, you know, if Jeff is able to call in, Jeff's going to try and call in whenever he can mm -hmm. on all three of these shows. We'll see how that works as far as phone service and, you know, we don't want to ruin his trip to these events. Uh, for all I know, he may want to call and praise that Shinsuke Nakamura debut right after that. Uh, and we'll just have to record that and play it on the show. Uh, but yeah, Jeff will be there. He will call in during all these shows. But we'll have Rich Krejci on Friday, Joe Lanz on Sunday, and then open phone lines on every single episode. Friday, Sunday, and our Monday show, open phone lines. So if you are uh, there live and want to call in and have a comment, if you want to... Uh, you know, get your hot take out there on any of these shows. Uh, we are going to have three live streams, voicesofwrestling.com slash YouTube. Go subscribe now if you have not already. Get on it. So, of course, that first show is Friday night after NXT TakeOver. NXT TakeOver starts at 10 Eastern, 9 Central. They're live in Dallas. Uh, this is a show right now with the big debut of Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, the big main event for the for the uh, world title, Finn Balor and Samoa Joe, Bailey and Asuka on this card. Of course, the drifter Elias Sampson in one of the biggest matches of his career. It's a big card, but we start with Austin Aries, Baron Corbin. Austin Aries, his first singles match on an NXT TakeOver, taking on Baron Corbin. 
does Baron Corbin send Austin Aries back to the independence? The greatest man who ever lived. I think he puts up a valiant fight, but I do think Baron Corbin goes over. Here. Oh, you're going to think Baron Corbin goes over Austin Aries, huh? Wow, that that's a surprise. I'm a surprise oh, by that. Are, are you not going that way? No, I think Austin Aries wins. Wow. Okay. Uh, convince me because I'm, I'm able to be convinced. Um, Because that's what I think. Okay. <laughs> much I, I, more than that. Um, I... I I think Samoa Joe is winning the main event. Spoiler alert to my own prediction. I think Samoa Joe is winning the main event. And I think Austin Aries might be one of the most logical next man up as an opponent for Samoa Joe. Austin Aries has been at the performance center. Like this isn't a guy. He's worked some of the Florida house shows. He's not a guy that just came in for the TV taping is now just coming in for this. I don't think he's only here for this show. And I don't know if after this buildup, you, you bring in Austin Aries just to lose to Baron Corbin. I think Baron Corbin should be winning matches on TakeOver. I really have high hopes for Baron Corbin. But I think Austin Aries was brought in to be a big deal, be a good draw on the live events that are going across the country. You know, NXT announced more live events. They're going to the Midwest. They're going into Oklahoma and uh, Kansas. They're going up to the Northwest. They're going into Seattle and uh, different cities in Washington. This NXT touring is not going to stop, and I think they want Austin Aries to be a big part of that. So I'm going to go Austin Aries winning this match. Okay. And possibly being a title contender right off the bat. I also think he's going to be in the global cruiserweight series, so I don't see him losing uh, the very first night in. I just, I think they're going to try and build Baron Corbin back into the title picture somehow. And that very well could be a possibility. You, you may be right there, not only building him back in the title picture, but also building him as the, uh, the independent killer. This is a guy who beat Apollo yes. Cruz. So if he beats Austin Aries here too, this is the guy that now is, you know, killing the independence single-handedly sending people back to new Japan, sending people back to ring of honor who never worked there. This is Baron Corbin. Go back to smoky mountain. Wait, that hasn't existed in decades. Austin Aries go back to tough enough. (laughs) Apollo Cruz and Elias Sampson, Apollo Cruz coming off that loss to Baron Corbin, Elias Sampson coming off a loss to Johnny Gargano. This is a singles match. It is probably, I would say the weakest link on this card. Um, it is just a match. Uh, I would think that it will probably go on second on the show unless they don't want to bunch up all the big main events right back to back to back. Apollo Cruz, Elias Sampson, I think this is the big win for Apollo Cruz getting back on track. Do you think the drifter has a chance, Jeffrey? I think he has a chance, just depending on how... If, if the rumblings that they've cooled a little bit on Apollo are true, there's a chance he could say, well, let's see what Elias can do with this gimmick if we give him a win here. But I think... 90% chance that it's Apollo Cruz here. 9% chance Apollo Cruz, I would say that. The Revival, American Alpha. I got to see this match live, and it was super great. They did the two out of three falls. This was on the uh, Indianapolis House show just a couple of months ago. The Revival has been fantastic. I think they are changing people's minds, especially those who thought they were boring or just an average team that didn't really bring a lot to the table. Those fools. Those fools, you would say. I would. Oh, yeah. No, I... I don't blame you too, because I might've been in one of them at a time. Like I thought it was stunning that they beat Blake and Murphy. I thought they were doing the exact same thing that Blake and Murphy uh, were going to be when I, when they won the tag team titles, I thought this was a quick transitional win. And then boom, they just kept winning matches. I, I could see you thinking Blake and Murphy because you know, they, they kind of pushed them the same way a bit. Oh, it's dash and Dawson. It's just two guys who do stuff, but they've shown personality both in and out of the ring. And, 
uh, unfortunately, that revival name is, while I get why they do it, it's a terrible name. <laughs> NXT but, is so uh, great. Yeah, the revival doesn't roll off the tongue. It's an interesting tag team name, but they do that. And American Alpha kind of the same way. Um, I yeah, love they're, 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 there's these, they're the conceptual names as opposed to a team name. Like yeah. Like Express. Yeah. Or a New Age Outlaws or a Freebirds. It's American Alpha, The Ascension, The Revival, uh, the, the Unbearable Likeness of Being, you know. <laughs> NXT is so great because unlike WWE's main roster where you have to prove that you can handle things for three years before you get into the spotlight. They put guys who have never been in any kind of spotlight before ever, as far as wrestling goes here, right into the tag team titles. They did it with Blake and Murphy. Like, here you go. You guys have been jobbers on TV. Now you're the tag champs. Go run with it. Here you go. Revival. You guys are off TV for a year. Now you're the tag champs. Go with it. They just put these guys with the tag straps because it is developmental. I mean, it's transitioning here into a third brand. But at the same time, in a lot of ways, it's developmental. We're not going to wait three years to see what you can do. It, you don't have that life. We're waiting three years for you to see what you can do. You're fired, right? So go out there, be champions. We're going to see if you guys have it right away and see if you can adapt right away in the ring with your personality, all this stuff. So you don't have to wait a long, long time to see what these guys have. And NXT is throwing them to the wolves. And right now the revival has done a really good job with it. I thought Blake and Murphy did a really good job with them. Eva Marie even doing the same thing with Eva Marie. Go out there, have long matches on TV in front of a hostile crowd who hates you. And we're going to see how you ha- handle it. I, I Blake and Murphy were vanilla to me. But other than that, I agree with you. Well, they, they may have been. But at the same time, we're going to see if they could change that about yeah, themselves. They gave, they, yeah, they gave the, they gave them a tough gimmick to start with because it's oh you're you're the you're the jobber team who who got a fluke win yeah my, and got the titles. My point is here is you know CM Punk started in what 2006 or he might yeah 2006 he started on on ECW TV and then didn't get a run until 2011. His real run was in 2011. We waited five years with this guy. If they didn't think he had it. They were just not not going to put him in the top spot until he proved that he had it. Whereas the revival, maybe they didn't think they had it. They weren't going to wait, you know, two or three years and see if they could do what they're doing in this current run. They're going to say, go out there and show us that you can do it. And if you can't, we'll dial back. But if you can, hooray, we found out early. We don't have to wait. So uh, they're doing great things with the revival. This match should be... uh, we talk about matches that can, you know, be the sleeper match on the show and can steal the show. The revival in American Alpha. Jason Jordan and Chad Gable have the crowds behind them. They are this NXT audience's boys right now, and this crowd is going to be insane for them. Uh, American Alpha has to win here, right? Yes. Yeah. So. And and how geeked is Jason Jordan going to be on uh, this? No, it's going to be awesome, especially especially from last year where he kind of went out there, had a, I don't know if they showed this on TV. He had a kind of a eh, singles match with, uh, I believe it was bull Dempsey. He had it against unlike but, the San Jose yeah. show. Yeah. The San Jose. Show. Yeah. I don't think they showed it on TV. I, I don't think it made the uh, NXT greatest hits uh, that Tyler breeze match did the Tyler breeze with Hideo Itami. Uh, yes. Tyler breeze. Hideo Itami is on the NXT greatest matches uh, volume one, which you can get at the voices of wrestling.com slash Amazon, Amazon page. Uh, go there. It is available right now on Blu-ray and DVD. 
So we got Apollo Crews beating Elias Sampson. We have uh, American Alpha beating The Revival. You think Baron Corbin is going to beat Austin Aries. I have Austin Aries winning that match. We move on to the big three. Let's start with the NXT Women's Championship, Asuka and Bailey. We both think that Bailey is coming up on Monday. So does that mean Asuka wins the world title here on Friday? No. Ooh, Asuka. She's going to debut I, like Paige, huh? I think it's been kind of the way they do that because they, they did this with Sasha as well. They brought, they bring up the NXT women's champion with the belt to give some credibility. Now, whether she loses it or whether they just vacate it for yet another tournament is to be questioned. But I think also that will play into how they rebrand the divas belt on top. Maybe they have a belt unification match or, and Bailey wins and then gets rid of her women's championship because she's very important to the NXT touring brand still. I don't know if they bring her up full-time necessarily. They, I, I think they should, but I think they're not going to bring Bailey up with a loss. I think they're going to bring her up with a win. That's just a, a hunch I have. I could go either way on this, yeah. to be honest with you, but I think they're going to let Bailey win. I think part of it is about timing. I really do think that, you know, Sasha came up at that time because she was the champion and they just hadn't gotten to the next show yet. Uh, you know, Paige is the interesting one. It seemed like they knew what they were doing with Paige, but she was the champion and they couldn't get it off her until afterwards. And then they ended up, you know, having her just drop the title and not lose it. You know, just relinquish the championship. I think right now the timing works out to where they can have Bailey lose to Asuka, really give the big rub to Asuka. And it doesn't hurt Bailey that much because people are going to like Bailey no matter what when they see her on Monday. So I don't think she has to really have the NXT title. It also allows them to talk about Bailey without mentioning the NXT Divas Championship so they can focus on one women's championship and that being the WWE version currently held by Charlotte. I think Asuka is going to win this one. I think they may even bring up someone like Billy Kay and give like Billy Kay the next run at Asuka instead of doing the Nia Jax thing again right. or uh, putting Dana Brooke in that position right away. Um, I see Asuka getting a, a kind of an easy program after she wins uh, right afterwards, but I think Asuka is going to be that champion. I think I think she's going to be it right now. OK, I'm, I, I'd, I'd be happy with that. I think it's going to be a fun match and I'm looking forward to it. Dare I say this is the match you're most looking forward to, the moment you're most looking forward to, the entrance of Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, definitely. If he had, if he had gone to Ring of Honor, I wouldn't be going to WrestleMania. You got Sami Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, we had the video program on NXT where uh, Shinsuke Nakamura debuted. He wants competition. Sami Zayn wants competition. They want to be on this big show. Really, in a way, this is Sami Zayn's weekend. He's going to wrestle Shinsuke Nakamura here on Friday. And then he's on the main show in an Intercontinental Championship ladder match on Sunday. Uh, this is what Sami Zayn's been in developmental for for the last three years. To have a to have a weekend like this, a weekend like no one else is ever going to have. Yes, I, I can't add anything to that because last year he was off because of the injury, and he cut a promo against Kevin Owens at NXT, and that was about it. So the question now is, who wins? Shinsuke Nakamura obviously sticking around. Sami Zayn going up to the main roster. Do they give the main roster guy the win, or do they start Shinsuke Nakamura off hot as the, you know, the international superstar that he is? Sign and respect post match, but Shinsuke wins. Yeah, I, I don't think Sami Zayn needs to win on this one. The match is about the match. It's not about what Sami Zayn's doing on the main roster. 
And especially if he wins the Intercontinental Championship ladder match, like all is forgiven. So, yes, he's going to earn more points making Shinsuke look good to the brass than anything. Yeah, and oftentimes NXT really isn't in canon for WWE anyway. You can kind of do whatever you want here. And in NXT, it makes the most sense for Shinsuke Nakamura to win. This is guy this guy is going to be the face of your brand in Japan. He's going to be one of the faces of your brand as you tour, you know, nationally here in the United States. Shinsuke Nakamura is going to be a big deal, and he should beat the guy who's on his way out. Sami Zayn is done with NXT after this show. So Shinsuke Nakamura getting the win here, and we head into the main event. This is a main event that isn't getting as much talk about now, I don't feel. I, at least I'm not hearing it, but I also am, you know, am I, my ears have been under the ground a little bit. Uh, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe for the NXT Championship. Uh, am I wrong in saying that this might be 50-50 as far as who wins, or are you feeling a different way? I think it depends who get, who's getting called up of the two, because and, both have been rumored. That's right. Both have been rumored that they're going to get called up. I think it's a lock Finn Balor does. Do you? I do not. I okay. would I would lean towards a look at Joe as a tough guy, as opposed to bring up another small athletic guy who would be in the realm of Sammy Zayn or, you know, even the now departed Neville. And there may be some some hesitation about that. My, and also and also, are you going to drop both champions? Are you going to have three title changes on the same card? You could. Yes. I don't see that happening. I do. OK, I do. I also see if you bring Finn Balor up, you talk about a tough, mean guy. If you bring Finn Balor up, he's only coming up to the main roster with Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows. I agree. In my view. So you have Doc Gallows there and Carl Anderson there as big, tough guys. So you don't have to have Finn Balor as the tough guy. You got that with Finn Balor. Fair. I also think that if you are wanting to get the most out of selling merchandise... And these Balor Club shirts are going to take off at a huge level. If the Balor Club debuts, the Balor Club Worldwide merch is going to be huge. And how big it's much bigger if that goes onto a main roster, you know, with pushing it on Raw and showing it on SmackDown. And you go touring to 10,000 seat arenas versus 2000 seat arenas. I think if you want to maximize the merch that these guys bring, you put them on the main roster and sell the Balor Club shirts. So I, Fair argument. Yeah, so that that's why I think that Finn Balor loses here. Samoa Joe becomes the big face of NXT and kind of plays into Austin Aries winning. Like all my all of my predictions kind of work together in a way that I think they're going. They're okay. not they're not all, you know, exclusive of the others. You know, I, I pick Austin Aries and Baron Corbin because I wonder what they're gonna do with the main event. So I could be wrong on everything. If I'm wrong on everything, it's just because I had the wrong direction. No, it's 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 a tough card to pick. Uh, what are the odds that at Gallows and Anderson help Finn here beat down Joe as kind of a teaser to their mm-hmm. appearance on the main roster? No, no, I I certainly could see that too. I can also see Gallows and Anderson being in NXT with Finn Balor, you know, as an NXT act because Samoa Joe sold shirts and all he did was show up on NXT. You can still sell merch in NXT. Take the- Take this as Meltzer being Meltzer, but he says that they're going to debut on the main roster within the week. Yeah, and I'm I'm not surprised because I think it's happening Monday. I really think it's happening Monday and very well could happen on Sunday. Um, that That is what my prediction is. I think they're going up to the main roster. I can see a situation where they don't. Like, if they don't debut this week, I'm not shocked. But, uh, I mean, 
I think it's going to happen. And I think Samoa Joe wins here. I think Austin Aries is his next threat. Uh, it could be Apollo Crews. You know what the match I want to see is Samoa Joe and Apollo Crews. How cool, how cool could that be? If you're going to save Austin Aries for the cruiserweight tourney, uh, put Apollo Crews in there with Samoa Joe. Okay, that's that a, works for me. That's a big I'll deal. Do it. That's a yeah. match. That's a match that tours pretty well across the U.S. I think. You know, along with some, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura being on there. Oh, what if they even go right to Shinsuke, Shinsuke Nakamura? Oh my goodness! Can you imagine? Uh, I'll, I'll fly out for that show, possibly. Shinsuke Nakamura and Samoa Joe just beating the crap out of each other. You always the big Kota Bushi shows up. Or oh, well, I don't know if that's going to happen, <laughs> but. Uh, I just remember back in the mid 2000s, you know, when when Daniel Bryan gets signed and when CM Punk gets signed and all of these main independent players get signed. And the first thing you usually hear is, I can't wait to see how WWE ruins them or they can't be the same in WWE because the style is different. Well, now you have Shinsuke Nakamura and Samoa Joe in here where they're not changing their style on the main roster too much they're or not at least on NXT too much. They're allowing these guys to do what they do. For the most part. So now you don't really have to worry too much. You don't have to worry if Shinsuke Nakamura is going to change his style that much. Yeah, he may a little bit. Hideo Itami did, even though, you know, Triple H wants to make it public that, and this may not be the full story, but this is his public story. Like, we want Itami to be what he was in Japan. He's just changing his own self. And we want him to be what he is. I don't think they're going to let Nakamura do all of the head kicks and the head knees that he was doing just for a safety precaution. But I don't see them changing the style too much. And if one guy is going to come over from Japan and be himself, Shinsuke Nakamura is that guy. So now you have Shinsuke Nakamura going up against Samoa Joe. If you are going to an NXT live event or even questioning going to a live event, if Nakamura and Joe are on the same roster and potentially could face off in a main event, you have to go to that show. I have had more fun going to NXT events than anything. Uh, WWE related main roster for the most part. Right. That, 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 that San Jose show just, I mean, if I wasn't sold on before, it just completely blew me out of the water. You're always going to have a small, hot crowd full of real wrestling fans as opposed, and you're not going to have a lot of filler for the most part. You're going to have a couple of, you know, training matches here and there, but it's not a lot of, you know, they, they keep the dead weight to a minimum on the shows. Yeah. But I, I would say uh, I'm with you. I'm looking more forward to NXT TakeOver Dallas. I'm going to be watching it from home. You're going to be there live. We are going to be live with a uh, live stream on YouTube, voicesofwrestling.com slash YouTube. We will be live after the show. So watch it. Listen to it. Come on and talk about the show with us because we'll have open lines with Rich Kreish of uh, Voices of Wrestling. So please join us Friday night. Uh, looks like the show is going to end around 1230 a.m. Eastern on Friday night. So uh, we will be live right then around 1230 AM Eastern after the show gets off the air on WWE network. Uh, Jeff, you're also going to some non WWE events over the weekend. What are the non, what is your schedule like? All right, here it goes. You, 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 you set me up well, cause I was about to go into it. Here it goes Friday night. I get in Thursday, but uh, so if you want to drink, uh, you know, write me on Twitter <laughs> Friday, NXT Saturday, I'm going to the noon evolve show which I believe is 59 or 49, uh, 50, 59. 59. Yep. Yes. I am going to the evolve show at noon and then I am going to the WWN super show at 8 PM. Cause I have never seen evolve or anything. Gabe has done live. Um, oh, really? 
Yeah, no, I guess uh, I guess it would be kind of difficult for you. Yeah, and I, yeah. I actually haven't watched Evolve at all, uh, period, ever. So I'm like, like you said, people want to see new things and stuff. I can see most of the guys on the roster at like a PWG show, right? But I've never seen the presentation of Evolve and what they do. So I'm kind of interested by that, and especially on the Super Show, so I don't have to sit through. Yeah, I, I can't sit through three shows in a row. So I can't go to like Shimmer. I can't go to Kaiju Big Battle or whatnot. But I can get a, I can get a tasty sample platter at the WWN Super Show. So I'm happy about that as opposed to the WrestleCon show where I've seen most of those guys live at one time or another. Um, Saturday, or no, I just went through Saturday. Sunday, WrestleMania. Uh, I will be there um, sitting for six hours. Mm. <laughs> and then uh, Monday, I'm going to Raw. And Tuesday, I fly out very, very early. Tuesday, you fly back. Monday's Raw. So um, if you want to say hi, uh, DM me or tweet me at, at game 13 at crap game 13 on twitter is jeff hawkins he will be in dallas from thursday late night to uh tuesday morning so go stalk him mm, please go uh go stalk Great him friends. please yes make make friends make uh make acquaintances i'm kind of disappointed i couldn't go uh family stuff happened and it was just a bad time after the fact but i'm you know i say this all the time i'll try to get to the next one i really hope to get to one of these because i want to meet some of the people we have a ton of listeners people have you know, tweeted both of us saying that they're going people on the voices of wrestling forums have, uh, you know, said that they're going to the show. There's a lot of people going to Dallas. I mean, they're kind of have to, you're going to fit 90,000 people in that stadium. I think this may be the only time I, I go this far for a WrestleMania yeah. Orlando's tempting, but I'm just like, it's okay, too far. I'm also a little too old for this. So old Jeff. That's what happens when you turn 50 though. I mean, right. you, you lose some of that vigor uh, for life. Not pushed. I'm still younger than Shane. You are younger than Shane. If I, I wish I could look like Shane does when I'm that age, though. I think we both want the hair. Oh well, yeah. It's just not going to happen. My <laughs> hair is going. It's sad. I'm so depressed. But that is a WrestleMania 32 happening this Sunday. NXT Takeover Dallas happening on Friday. We're going to have all the coverage at VoicesOfWrestling.com. Follow the Twitter account at Shake Them Ropes for all the information on the live shows. Subscribe to the YouTube channel VoicesOfWrestling.com/slash/YouTube. The uh, the shows we have going on are going to be cool. We're going to be back, Jeff, next week talking about all of your trip uh, over WrestleMania weekend. Uh, you know, getting back into the regular swing of things here on the audio podcast. Uh, but make sure you follow what we're doing. It's going to be a busy time. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, anything else you want to say to the people, Jeffrey? Um, if we do not have a lot of material on Tuesday to cover just in case it's all been talked out over the weekend. Uh, the episode, um, for the top 100 match, if anybody's looking for it, we did not get to it this week. That's right. It's the Dean Malenko versus Eddie Guerrero from hostile city showdown. If you are looking for it, it is not under the pay-per-views under ECW. It's under hardcore television episode 106, 1995. Episode 106 of Hardcore TV for ECW on the WWE Network. We are going to talk about that match next week as we get back into the swing of things with our WWE Network, our WWE Network Top 100 matches to see before you die. Uh, we are going to get back in the swing of things with that, talk about all the craziness coming out of uh, the WrestleMania week that was. So if you are traveling to WrestleMania, I hope you have a very safe trip. Uh, have a lot of fun with all the different varying events that you are going to. And by all means, feel free to hit us both up on Twitter with, uh, you know, some things that you, you know, encounter on your trip, uh, maybe moments that you just want to share with others. 
Uh, Rob at VoicesOfWrestling.com is the email. That's Rob at VoicesOfWrestling.com. If you want to email me certain things, you want to make it not super public, but just you know say some different things that are going on, uh, we might read some of the stuff on the show with your permission if you want to share some different things that are happening down there in Dallas. But if you come across Jeff Hawkins, say hi, and we will see you all next week on Shake Them Ropes. I might die in Dallas. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.